Hello there, listener. We're all here for Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends talk about romance novels by going scene by scene and swooning, cackling, and chatting along the way. This week, we've got another special treat. It's part two of our Ice Planet collaboration. This week, I was allowed to bring my ridiculous countenance into Danny's world as we recapped Barbarian's Choice. It's Ruby's all-alien book, which answered so many of my questions. Plus, there's body modification and so much more. You have to listen to the rest of the Ice Planet pod and Black Chicklet. If you want an experience most similar to Heaving Bosoms to get started, I highly recommend their coverage of Addicted by Zane. Part 1 is episode 25, and you will laugh your faces off. I also personally love their episode on My Sister, the Serial Killer, by Oyinkan Braithwaite. That's episode 28. But first, we have to get into Barbarian's Choice, where I am at an 11 the whole time, and Danny is wonderful as always. Here we go! All that's staying in. I you raised know. your hands to clap again. That's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> All You're of that cooking is with gas, Danny. Oh. Hello. Hello, Melody. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh my gosh. I am like tits out excited for this. I am so stoked about this. I am I'm so grateful you agreed to do it because I felt like one, I felt like I was really getting on people's nerves. I was like, hey, you know those alien sex books? Do you want to read one and record a podcast? Please. Not even close. So let's tell the people just by some crazy stroke of like logic, they found their way to this podcast and they don't know who you are. Tell the people yeah. who you are. Oh hey guys. My name is Melody. I am co-host to um or to I am co-host of the Heaving Bosoms podcast. We, um, my friend Aaron and I recap romance novels. Like we go through the whole plot play by play. We basically treat the the characters and the plot as if it is a real thing that has happened. And like the characters are real people who we need to like talk about their choices. <laughs> it's a really good time. And then we also, you know, come from like a... A feminist, sex positive, lady love, women support women overall perspective. So, yeah, that's what we do. It's awesome. Erin has also been on the podcast. She's in episode maybe two before you because I may. Hell yeah. The book order has gotten really confusing. Amazon counts it one way. The- I noticed that. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Yeah. So, What's in want, there? Is it like a novella, do you think? I think it, it must count a novella, but only one of them because there's like a shit ton of those novellas. I Yeah, there's a bunch of point fives up in there. <laughs> so there it's, are. It's thrown it off. And then there's the wiki. And I think I think I went off. Of, mm. So you know what? You will both be on there. I cool, thought yeah. you were consecutive, but maybe someone else sneaks in there. And you know what? It's fine. We love them too. So, <laughs> so this. Yeah. This episode, I'm really excited. This is one of my favorites. We are doing Barbarian's Choice, which is Farley's book. One of only two books, which has two alien, like a full-on alien couple. Alien couple, you guys. Oh, my God. I am so glad she did that because it could have been very easy to be like, like to feel like you have to have a human in there. 
Yeah, 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 completely. And you do not. You don't. You do not. You don't. Very interesting. (laughs) I love this book. And I love the fact that we have like a modern day, like, like Mardok is like the modern day Sakui. I don't know what he calls. They don't call themselves Sakui. They're Mesasak. That's it. Yeah. Have you you read the other books in the Ruby Dixon? Girl, have I read the other books? But like outside of this series, have you read the other series? Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) I really want to read that, um, that, oh, God, it's like the, the god of thunder and war banged by the god of war. Nah, that's not it. But that's like that's that. close though. It has that energy. <laughs> yeah, it's that yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's like a god in the title, and he's got a yeah, hammer yeah. or something. Yeah, oh, I know. Does what you- he ever? Hell yes. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Yes, but I know because I listen to the Heaving Bosoms podcast. <laughs> I know this is not your first foray into the Ice Planet mm-hmm. pod, to the Ice no. pla- Ice Planet Barbarians. How did you discover? Oh my gosh! I I wish I had looked this up. Oh, I'm such a dummy. We had a wonderful listener. It was one of our five star recommendations because we have that bribe that if <laughs> listeners um rate us five stars and then tell us what book they want us to do, we will recap that book and it'll be an episode. So somebody um somebody recommended Barbarians mate i think which is josie's book and isn't that your first book too i think i wrecked that one to aaron too at KissCon. oh so she, maybe yeah maybe you're the listener you got us <laughs> on the podcast but if somebody oh else God. did the review so because like, no she actually because been... sometimes you know we let vips in you know? uh-huh. <laughs> so uh i think actually now that i recall i think she said hey i talked to danny at KissCon <laughs> and we need to do this book yeah. Yeah. Because I told her, just don't do the first one because it's not as fun. And like, completely. you all like to have fun and it's like, yeah, it's completely. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot up in there. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> so much. I love that episode. And then I realized when I was recording with Aaron, I was crossing like my episodes because I just remember someone going like, and I thought <laughs> it was you mocking the queen. No, and it's that was- not. No. <laughs> Similar <laughs> yeah. genre. Yeah. <laughs> It was you mocking a butt vacuum. That's correct. <laughs> so yeah, I don't that remember. was a Grace Goodwin book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good sure times. Was. But like now that's I know now even even now that I know I've mixed them up, I still hear <laughs> I still that's hear a, you. That's your head cannon yes. for the queen. <laughs> That's some type of vibration. Yeah. Yeah, so, completely. Yes. Oh, I love it. So you had not heard so that was you had not heard of it before this? No, I had okay. not. So I read um we were gonna read Barbarians, I think Mate, number mm-hmm. seven. And then um I I was just immediately like Oh my God, it's everything. It's everything I love. It has it all here. And so Aaron and I talked about, you know, we, we always get a little uncomfortable, like jumping into a series or like taking the middle of a series because like, what if we don't know what's going on? Thankfully, these you can just jump in and it's fine. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. We had capital Q questions, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because a lot of things were sort of explained but mostly taken for granted. Yes. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back. I'm going I'm <laughs> going in the way back machine and I'm doing all of them. 
So in that week, I read the book we were supposed to read, but then I just mainlined book one through, I think, five. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, like, I could not, I couldn't put them down. I had to put them into my brain. <laughs> she's, it was an, she's good at that. Yeah, it was a necessary thing that I had to do. So. Yeah. I need to find, Aaron told me there is a Patreon episode where you, like, or maybe is it, is that also Grace Goodwin's other series? Yeah. Like, why do I keep? I think, I think we, we do a breakdown of the Grace Goodwin series. Okay. Although we've been promising, because I read all those books, and so we were like, we'll do an Ice Planet episode, and then I don't think it ever happened. So It's happening maybe, now. We'll figure yeah. it out. Aaron and I will go back, and we'll do it again. <laughs> So yeah, but now yeah. I need to go find the Grace Goodwin because I only read that book because you all did it and I was like, whoa. It's magic. <laughs> it's pure magic. Was it's... that the one with the magic fruit that made you more, more like you eat the fruit to help you be open for like anal sex? No, I'm no, not no, 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 no. That, that sounds like a something though. <laughs> I thought it was that one. Okay. Oh, no. it's not. And now I've just outed myself as reading. Get it, girl. <laughs> no, it was a series no. where like double penetration was a big thing. But apparently, the- a lot of civilizations are based upon double penetration, and I am okay with that. <laughs> you too. I will co sign on that. I will second that motion, is all I'm saying. Oh, God, that was a weird double entendre I didn't mean to do. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, blurg. All do you right. want me to well, cut it? No, I do not. Are you kidding me? Get out of here! <laughs> oh my gosh! Most well, of my something... humor is accidental, and it's like in order to help the woman be more—I I don't want to say this word, but it's the only one I can think of. Loose, it's open, for get it? Sex. Yeah, you eat no. the fruit. Mm-hmm. No, the Grace Goodwin series takes a much more. Um, like work ethic point of view in the anal training box so (laughs) you gotta work up to the double penetration and i appreciate that about them you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) the box the the atb Mm. (laughs) delish Is that how they refer to it in the book, the ATB? The ATB. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was something you all had made up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, they would have given it some fancy science name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I love yeah. I love this whole subgenre of crazy space books. Okay, we came to talk about this book. <laughs> That's right. We have a very particular crazy space book to talk about. Yes. I'm down for it. So, again, yes, this was Farley's book. This is the mm-hmm. one... Where the ice planet, I put discovered, but like they always knew it was there. This is when the modern age catches up and finds out that there is a civilization here. Yeah, they realize that it is habited. Mm -hmm. And we, go go ahead, sorry. No, 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 because it seems inhabitable. And I would agree with that. From a a quick cursory glance, I would say (laughs) nobody should live there. They should not. The air is constantly (laughs) trying to kill them. Yeah. Um, And from our perspective, we get to see some more of ruby dixon's universe with the you said it and i've already forgotten it masak messica messica i'm not gonna i think that's how that is then i don't know though (laughs) the modern day blue people so we get to see them and they sound really different so our couple for this book do i guess we could we'll get into our couple for this book are farley and mardock what did you think loved them loved (laughs) every moment of them i loved farley 
as a person, and I love Marduk as a person, and together they just created sparks and flames and magic. They, they were, were perfect. They were so cute, and I really love it when there's when she does this where one person has the Kui and the other one does it, but yes. they're still getting impacted by it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's one of the tough things about, like, the fated mate sort of thing. It's like, do they have a choice or do they not? Mm-hmm. And I really, I like the Ruby Dixon books, like, number two, where one of them, like, like fights against the Kui for a specific reason. It didn't make sense in Josie's book, but it did in <laughs> Liz's. You know what I mean? Um, whereas... Like, and in this case, she has the Kui and he doesn't. And he's like, I'm still feeling all these things. Yeah. And I don't understand why I'm feeling them. And it's just because the Kui chooses for a reason, you guys. It the knows. Kui knows. It does. Biologically, personality wise, it's just going to work. You saying that reminded me of something. Were you, Erin said she was staunchly anti Team Josie. Were you Team Josie? She said she hated Josie. I was apathetic on Josie. Okay. But I liked Harry Team Hayden. Hayden. Okay. Hayden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're here. Farley, we've kind of like seen Farley grow up. She's been present from like book one. In, yeah. And in Josie's book, she was a wee little tot. She, she was, was like a preteen. Mm-hmm. She taught her oh. how to say vagina. And she's like, I'm corrupting this child. It's so good. <laughs> so that means they've been there for at least a decade now. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. and they've got the kits to show for it. <laughs> so, Josie has like four. Yeah, yeah. Josie's been real productive <laughs> with her time both, there. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. So, so Josie's she's native to the Har- the ice planet. She's one of the only Sakui women left. She has like three brothers in this book. Mm-hmm. Who two at this point have been heroes in other books? Saluka yes. Pashaw. Zenit gets a book when. Like Ruby goes back. There's like those last two books she decides to like backtrack, and we get some oh. of those earlier resonances. Interesting. Well, yeah, because she's just like, yeah, and all these bitches resonated like right <laughs> off the bat. Exactly. And you're like, okay, cool. I guess. I guess that's over now. But she goes back. That's yes. Mm-hmm. So we I get like, like it. Ariana's story, and the the one Marlene. who cried for yes, two the seasons. One who cried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand that. I get where she's coming from. I mean, I cry too, honestly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough transition. All that ice. And then we have that's Marduk, right. who is a modern day, I'm just going to call him Sakui. I know that's not his name, but I can't remember for the life of me. He's a veteran. He's got some kind of PTSD happening. He's got yeah. tattoos. He's got metal capped horns. Oh. And he's got a fake arm. Oh, boy. You're oh reacting. Boy. What were you reacting to? I mean, just the body mod. You know what I mean? So we've got aliens, right? That's exactly. one level. And then you add the body modifications on top of it. And it's just like catnip in everywhere. So you're down for it. it. He was hot. Come on now. <laughs> he was so hot. He was. Yeah. And then I love, I just love the voice that Mason Lloyd did for the modern day. So mm. Did you? read or listen i always ask. I, I read okay, yeah yeah i read so i tried it seems like that's just a thing they all do everyone body mods in, in the culture now because he's I like know. he's taken aback when he sees farley and she has no metal on her horns I and know. no tattoos oh. yeah but then he's like oh look at that clean slate i'm gonna i'm gonna get up in it <laughs> she was also i believe topless <laughs> yes she was <laughs> loincloth only mm-hmm it was a brisk spring day for her. I love it. It was. So how did you feel about the book overall? Did we already do this? I'm like back. We did it. I think. Yeah, we did it. 
we are on plot discussion. Hello, plot discussion. Hello, plot. Thank you. So I I usually start by saying what happens in our last book. There's not much in the last book that connects to this book because I think we have a really big time jump. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, because the last book was right after the crash of the cave. And Mm. I think, and this is when I realized there's an error. Asha's book is in here. Mm -hmm. And so if Asha has a baby and we know these women are pregnant for three years. So we're a good three to five years ahead in time now. Oh, I cannot even. I don't even want to think about it. So, So this starts. And as I finished the book and read the last chapter... Maybe it's the last. It's the chapter for the epilogue with Beck. I uh-huh. it reminded me of where this whole arc is going. So we're yeah. actually yeah. I got some things to say about that. Oh, I but love we to hear will them. wait until <laughs> it's time. But just get ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got some I, things to say about Beck. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, yeah, I have things to say too. We'll get there because I could talk about I could talk about Beck all day. I have so many feelings. So this book starts <laughs> off. Farley is trying to get out of this tribe because these men will not leave her be. They want her so bad, guys. <laughs> there is this, there is this, um, this youngster, this precocious child, dude. Jeez. Yeah, and he wants to learn some things. He wants to learn some things with Farley. He wants them to teach each other the ways of pleasure mating, you guys. And then there's also Taushin, who's older, right? And he's like, he's like, you know, virgin, I'm desperate. He's he's right there. He's on yeah. the cusp. Yes. And they want her body. They want her. And and especially Sessa, is that his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. He will not leave her alone. He's always knocking he's scratching on her door, as they say. Trying to get it get get an invitation. Into the I will say something really gross and I'm gonna stop. Me too. <laughs> and then I rolled it back. <laughs> Harley is that Harley is that interested. She keeps calling. She will not. He's like lanky and, and yeah. teenager. She is not interested. I'm just picturing like a 16 year old, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh. absolutely. He's Harley. like he's like Ice Planet acnified. <laughs> like it's it's rough. Yes, he is just out of his like pubescent phase. So mm-hmm. I get it. So she's like, I'm going to go and hunting. she wants to wait for her mate. She wants to wait for mm-hmm. what resonance. Has she wants to learn all of that with like the deeper meaning. And I support a lady who knows what she wants. And I do respect that she was willing to wait. She's like, even if he hasn't been born yet. And I know. She was like, what? Somebody apparently in the village has a mate who's like 27 years younger than them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. girl, I'm glad you don't yeah. have to wait for love. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, she's committed, and so she- I gotta stand by her, but ooh! <laughs> okay. I would just hang out with Taushin a bit more. It's like, you know what? Maybe I can shape him into something. He seems wonderful. Maybe a little boring, but like, other than that, he seems wonderful. Yes. He does. It's funny because he's another one we grow up with, because he used to be the baby. Yeah. He was in, did you read Tiffany's book? Yes, I did. Of yeah. I did. And he was all eager. He really wants a mate, you guys. And then he, he goes does. season after season after season without getting one. And then he gets surly about it. Yeah. I mean, I sort of don't blame him. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. Um, so we have to also talk about Chompy. Because Chompy, Chompy plays a major role in this book. Have you decided what a divisti is? I'm going to stick with a pony, like a pony, some kind of pony cow situation. Okay. Do you want to hear what my theory is? Yes. 
My theory is a very shaggy side, uh, shaggy goat that is cow sized. So a really big goat with a so like a yak. Isn't that Giant essentially goat. a yak? No, yaks are also cows. I think or something. Don't <laughs> at me. I don't want to know what a yak actually is. I think it's a cow though. So anyway, yeah, but but she keeps on saying that it bleats. That's true. Like a which sheep. makes me think goat. Or maybe point. it's a giant sheep. A sh- yeah, a sheep. <laughs> I tried to, in my brain just now, I tried to make sheep singular, and it's sheep. sheep. <laughs> so <laughs> I could guess myself real quick. <laughs> You're oh, fine. Boy. But yeah, some kind of shaggy, and I don't know why they don't use that wool. I've brought that up a number of times. Yeah. Get <laughs> to maybe get out of guys. this leather. <laughs> get these babies Good out Lord. of this leather. Yes. Get those Get those leather diapers off those babies. I don't want to know. Oh my god. I don't want to know what a piece of leather looks like after it's been slapped on the ass of like nope. a unpotty trained infant. Not a or- single part of me wants to know anything about that. I choose to believe that they just like free wheel it. That's and so just, I would rather they potty honestly. train early. Yeah, it's fine. So I mean, anyway, they poop for fuel. So they do. Ew. <laughs> So <laughs> you're like, let's move past that. Yes, go ahead. Let's keep going. Yeah, so the Divisti is her BFF, has been since forever. We know this. We know Chompy. Everybody knows Chompy. Everybody loves Chompy. And so she and Chompy get on the pulley system out of the gorge they're currently in, and they're going for a hunt because they got to get away from Sessa and his horniness. Yes, dick. get away from me, Sessa. Get away. So she's going for a long hunt. Days. And she's really excited about it. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. just going to take in the countryside and meditate on the wonder of the ice planet. And she's going to get some, like pretty naked because it is I mean, just a balmy spring day on the ice planet. I'm sure she left half naked. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and while that's happening, Marduk is, we learn, he's something. He's security- I'm not really sure what the He's arrangement- a mechanic and security. <laughs> okay, thank you. He is dual purpose on that four person ship. Yep. Get it, Marduk? Because I was like, so one's hot. the healer, one's the navigator, and one's the captain. And then I could not remember what his purpose was. But you're right. He's the mechanic and the security guard. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. I think he gets by virtue of just being the biggest guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's really good with his hands. And he's mm-hmm. also really good with his muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's smart, too. So, yeah, he's so smart. He's so hot, you guys. I don't remember why they land, except for They problems. have some mechanical trouble. Yes. Yeah. He's been, you guys, he, his dad died a few months ago, and it's oh, like the last right. person in his family, and he's also got this PTSD thing happening that's from right. the big war that he was in, and so he might be a tiny bit distracted. Nobody can come at him <laughs> about that, Okay. He will fix it. And so they land on this planet because he's got to do a little bit of a what hose is leaking situation. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. He's got to do a little bit of an unscrew and rescrew situation. wires. Exactly. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so they land. I forgot about his dad. And I was like, oh. But but he didn't know his dad very well. He so sounded like he was a dick anyway. So it's fine, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <he> left- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So they land and like Farley sees the ship land and she watches them and she sees that they are like her, tall and blue. Uh-huh. And she's oh, like, yeah. I'm going to go say hi. She is fearless, oh, yeah. our girl. 
oh she's she, so fearless she is so self-possessed she so is sweet so dis- and she's so sweet oh my gosh this optimistic olive oh <laughs> <laughs> so she so while he's out there pulling out she walks up and she like starts yak chatting at him he doesn't know what she's saying and for a full like i got a feeling for like a full 10 minutes he thinks she's a hallucination uh-huh <laughs> It's like, oh, I didn't know I was out in space this long because uh, <laughs> there's a super naked chick right in front of me and she's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. This it's, has to be a hallucination. So, yes, it's not until they touch hands and he's like, mm. oh, she's real. Oh, their fingers brush, everyone. Their fingers brush. It's, it's and he sweet. feels it right in his dick part. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which means... Yep. And so does she. Well, not her dick oh, cards. Yeah. So does she, but she starts resonating immediately. One of my favorite lines in this thing is like, she's here, she's real, and she's purring or something like that. <laughs> oh, it's like this three. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Because, yes, yeah, her queen sees, everyone sees him and they're like, yep, that's the one instantly. Mm-hmm. And she's very excited. Yeah, and like this is very convenient for her for someone who was like, I'll wait 27 years. Things got that done. <laughs> Jesus. Like, she's just going out to be by herself, and all of a sudden she just stumbles upon her faded mate in. I mean, this could only happen in. A, it's so wonderful. It's, it's pretty think. great. He doesn't know what's going on, they can't communicate. Yeah, they speak totally different languages. He's never even heard her language before. Mm-hmm. And then it switches to Farley's perspective, and she's like, I am resonating. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I have found my equal partner, and I have found the mate who is going to give me kits and take care of everything, and I'm going to hunt for him, and it's going to be so great. Um, She's, like, planning their wedding. She's, I mean, it's done in her brain. And, and in fact... What she's saying to him in her language is, um, what does she say? She says, do you want to meet here or do you just want to go right back to my cave? Like, we could just right here. I'm That's mostly what... naked anyway. I was going to say, she is ready to go off. She's like, well, there's a hunter cave nearby. I could just take him there. We could just do this. I am literally only wearing a loincloth right now, so right here in the snow would be fine. It's We can make it work. Always willing, these guys. You gotta respect Good lord. It. It's so wonderful. I do want to give a shout out to her, to both voice actors, because when, I, mean, I guess it's just Mason Lloyd, when he, when Marta can't understand her, they uh-huh. they copy the gibberish that they hear, and he is just spouting off this fake language with Whoa. such confidence. It's like that is so cool. It was really well done. So I couldn't even read it. My mind just skipped it in the text. I was like, I don't know what that is. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to point out that she immediately grabs his hand, takes off his glove and puts (laughs) his hand on her teeth. On her teeth, you guys. It's so good. Well, oh, oh, and no time. Oh, no. But I also love because, um, you know, she's so confident. But then. She grabs his his one of his hands first and oh, tries to yes. pull off the glove mm-hmm. and he pulls it away and she's like, oh my God, does my mate not like me? And he's like, she's like, mate, do you not like me? And then he offers his other hand because she grabbed the bionic the arm hand. and he's like, mm-hmm. that's not going to do anything for either of us. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think he's a little self-conscious of it. Or did oh, I yeah. insinuate mm-hmm. that all myself? 
No, I I think that's true. I also think that it's tough because it's a it's a physical reminder of the awful trauma, trauma. he mm-hmm. was through, you know. And he still has phantom pains. Like he's oh, a baby. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a. I thought it was a a fairly good depiction of an amputee without like without having that experience myself. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or without making it like this pity party or like it's completely yeah. made his yeah. life unlivable so right um right so they're out there chatting when suddenly <laughs> who comes really? bleeding up oh no he's so excited you guys choppy just wants to say hi he choppy does. wants to chop you guys and so he's like galloping up and Marduk reacts like a soldier mm-hmm. and shoots poor chompy he takes out his ray gun and he just shoots that bad divisti right in the gut and it's horrifying. And he and he also he does a big protect. He like takes yeah. her and he puts her behind his back and he's like, shooting now, I'm shooting, mm-hmm. shooting. And then she, of course, freaks out and goes over to her divisti because she doesn't know what happened. She just she saw doesn't. a flash of light. And then her best friend went down. Mm-hmm. And oh. she doesn't she doesn't put that he's responsible for Chompy getting injured. Yeah. I was so hurt by this. It's in the outline in all caps. And I was very angry. Marduk shoots Chompy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how could we have an HEA after this? This is bonkers. And he sort of realizes he's overreacted. Like, yeah. he's like, he's like, I responded incorrectly. It's her pet. So he, he initially, <laughs> he does briefly consider oh. putting Chompy out of his misery. I mean, listen, I grew up on a farm. That would be my first reaction too. And it like, makes sense, to, yes. This seems real bad, you guys. It seems pretty debilitating, if not dire. So maybe we should just put him out of his misery. Um, well, no, I do, I do love, though, we have to take a look inside his brain really quick. Because during all of this, um, he says that he has a violent surge of possessiveness toward this woman. Um, because she thinks about him meeting the other dude on the ship. And she's like, I saw her first. She's mine. And then he thinks to himself, all right, if she's mine, I need to fix this. Because, like, yes. I just shot her dog. <laughs> this is not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just shot her French bulldog. And no, not a lot of people can come back from that. <laughs> and Chompy is like, he's not, he didn't, it wasn't a kill shot. He's injured. He's in pain. So mm-hmm. he scoops up this giant mm-hmm. sheep dog horse, walks onto the ship. Farley's trailing behind him, takes it straight to the healer. And he's like, you got to heal this pet thing. Can you imagine? Like this woman. Oh my God. Neri. Neri <laughs> does not suffer fools. And she deals with a lot in this book. Oh, so much foolishness in this book. <laughs> to a point, almost to a, a detrimental point. Like Neri could relax a tad like oh completely completely but she does she does woman up and have a soft spot in her heart and agree to save this giant furball that is landed in her in her her lab yeah so they put it in the the magic alien the you know bed chamber where it just does does operations by itself it's great it's really really awesome for the whole canon i was so happy when she introduced this it was lovely well it was also in the um it's been on the Elder Cave, right? It's just the that's updated it, yeah. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that I mean. Elder Cave, man, it's saved them so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so they at some point 
he finally figures out, he gets her talking and the computer's able to identify what she's speaking. And when yeah. it identifies it as old sock, he's like, they haven't spoken that in a millennium. And so he yeah. realizes that's when he gets the first hint. I mean, I'm sure there's hints before this, but the first hint that like Farley is not just some, some contemporary who's crash landed onto this planet. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. They've been here for a minute. Mm-hmm. And by a minute, I mean at least a thousand years. <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so they have that same fancy language zapping technology. So he gets that yeah. zapped in his head and they can start talking. Yeah. Um, and then the the captain finds out about her presence and everything that's been going on. And so he immediately goes into military man mode and he's like, we will hold a formal dinner and I will interrogate her because I am certain she's a spy. I listen. I, first, yeah. I have so many things to say. I love it when Ruby just embraces sitcom shenanigans. This yes. dinner was a sitcom shenanigan because there was oh. no reason for it. There was nothing. <laughs> we did not get anything out of it. Not a single thing. Well, and even you're a captain of a ship and you're like, I want to interrogate this strange woman. You don't need to plan a formal sit down dinner to do it. You certainly don't. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why. I think of that scene from The Little Mermaid when Ariel sits down at the table and puts out the fork and starts combing her hair with oh, it. Oh, yeah. She's like, look what I can do. I know about your culture. It's so good. <laughs> I had that whole. Marduk is Eric. And then the captain is whoever that old dude was. So I loved this yeah. whole scene. Because, yes, he thinks she's a spy, which is mm-hmm. nuts. And Marduk even yeah. tells him that. Yeah, he's like, you're you're at an 11 right now, and you need to be at, like, a 3. <laughs> so He's like, spying on what, sir? So. Yeah, like, why would, why would she even care? Yeah, and, well, but then by the end of the dinner, the captain is like, if we, we need to go see her people, because if we can, we have a duty to help these people get off of this terrible rock. Yes, to rescue and, them. Yeah, and take them back to civilization. And so, yeah, she's going to spend the night on the ship. She plans to go back to the hunter cave. And she's like, I need fire because I got to go. Yeah, she needs a light. Before that, though, I want to talk about, like, the emotions. And, like, because Marduk is really protective over her during this whole dinner. Yeah, he is. No one's outright rude. But there is, like, a hint of condescension towards, like, everything about her. And there's a lot of snickering. There's mm-hmm. a lot of sneering mm-hmm. um, from the other crewmates, like yes. particularly from this one dude, Truckan. Yes. I think his name mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a dick overall. There's a bunch of of like you know side eyeing her. Mm-hmm. And I like it when he he like has to stick up for her, and like she senses she senses something, like she senses that they're rude. She can't figure out mm-hmm. why they're like, she since it, it wasn't a great dinner, but she can't pinpoint why. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, and he's like needing, he's like desperately trying to protect her while still needing to respect the hierarchy of the ship. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a little bit hard for him to navigate as well. They also, I, they also made her get dressed <laughs> and she's wearing oh, a yeah. suit. That she's apparently just busting out of because she's so muscular. Yeah. We stand a girl who is fit. Hell yeah. So yeah, now we can get to the bed scene, the sleeping scene. Ayo. Which was really cute. It was so cute. (laughs) 
because I first, loved it. Yes, he tries to do like I guess the quote unquote decent thing and give her his bunk, and he sleeps in yeah. a storage room. And Farley is like, no, and she keeps like intercoming him because she wants him to yeah. come back and sleep with her. She's like, this doesn't make a lick of sense. We're mates. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what your problem is. Granted, she also she knows enough to be like, girl, don't scare him off. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. she hasn't told him yet about the whole thing. Um, but she's like. He keeps on being like, I'm going to leave you alone now because mm-hmm. I might not be able to control myself. And that's a little bit laughable just because of Sakui and Mesaka culture. Like, mm-hmm. they're very anti-rape. They're very into women's consent. Mm-hmm. But still, he's like, at the very least, all night I'm going to be super uncomfortable. And also, mm-hmm. it's against my ship's regulations to have any kind of relationship with visitors. And I think so that's he, the big thing, the appearance yeah, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So he keeps on trying to fuck off. And she's like, nah, dude, you got to get right back in here. What are you doing? And he keeps being like, are you scared? And she's finally like, listen, if I say out loud, I am scared. Will that make you stay? Because if so, I'm shaking in my boots. I'm so terrified. <laughs> she just wants him to spend the night. I love it. And then he finally agrees and he sleeps on the floor and she's lying in the bed and she's like, he's just right there. I could just sort of. Oh, and I'm so hot. I got to take off my clothes because the cooey is warming me from the inside. And then whoopsie daisy looks like I fell off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) And she's doing this with this whole air of like innocence of like, oh, like. Not innocence, it's earnestness that comes off. It, it's it like is. In- innocence. Yes. And she's just so like, oh, now I'm now I'm lying on top of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. And and meanwhile, like, I don't he's not that much bigger than her. I just imagine like this current thunk, like right down <laughs> on him. She just very unceremoniously just plops <laughs> off the bed and onto his chest. <laughs> She's really lucky she didn't get, like, you know, the, the good stuff. A horn to the face. Yeah, or a horn to the face. Yeah. I was worried about the giblets, but, you know. <laughs> also so, important. <laughs> also important. For her purposes especially. Yeah. She's trying to, geez. Yeah. So then he's like, are you fully naked right now? And she's like, I'm just wiggling on you. I'm just wiggling and giggling and, like. Maybe we could mate with our mouths. I think that would be really fun. I've seen it done so many times. Oh, I want to talk about this because he is, I don't want to say disgusted, but he is just, they do not kiss with their mouths. He's taken aback. He is. They do not kiss with their mouths. Oh my God. So I love the fact that you chose me for this book because (laughs) it honestly answered so many of my questions. Like, it makes sense now why the Sakui never even knew kissing existed because they lost so much of their history when they crashed and like, you know, all of that. Apparently their culture or their, um, where they're from is like super disease ridden. And so kissing is like super unhygienic there, I guess, or at least the fear of being very unhygienic. So it, it makes so much more sense now. I was like, why wouldn't they? They both have mouths. If, if the genitalia lines up the same way, why wouldn't she think the mouths would line up the same way? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a valid observation because, like, listen, the Sakui men love putting their mouths on their They love everywhere. Yes. Does not matter. They want to get up in your crevices. <laughs> they really 
too. So, like, why wouldn't they have think to put their mouth? But that does explain, like, if they didn't question it, it was just some leftover thing. Exactly. We we learned that uh, basically, like, Marduk's people wear, like, full-body condoms. You guys, they cover themselves in latex. Either, like, any place where skin is is uncovered, then they cover it with latex. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He said that most of the time when he has sex, no clothes even come off. It's just like they get their dicks out and they open up the flap on their pussies or whatever. And then they condom up and go at it. Right? I don't like the word flap. (laughs) Because I'm sure you're talking about pants or something. But I just thought... I didn't what like what did it, did I bring labia into the conversation and you weren't oh into God. it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm particularly uh, flappy one too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so she kisses him and he's just like his mind is blown. The kissing is one thing, and then she puts his tongue, her tongue in his mouth. And she puts her tongue right in his mouth. It's so exciting. It feels so good. This is revolutionary. And we find out later that he is, he knows what he's doing. But he's like made particular investments in being good in the bedroom department. Speaking of body and modifications. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Do we see that here? Because don't they do some petting? Doesn't she like... No. Mm-mm. Is that nope. okay? Mm-mm. Nope. We'll get to it. Okay. Just be on the edge of your seat, listener. <laughs> get stoked. <laughs> but yeah, so this I think is mostly kissing. And he's like, oh, I've only oh, seen women no. in vids do that. And blah, blah, blah. In vids! In vids! I love the lingo. I love it. <laughs> I don't... I'm t- this was so fun because we got that like whole new element. I was like, I'm into yeah. this. Yes. Oh, I loved it. Kev? He keeps yeah. saying Kev? <laughs> Oh my god, Kef is their fuck. And so he's like, this Kefing guy. <laughs> Get the Kef out of here. <laughs> That's going in the episode description. <laughs> so so they're like getting hot and heavy. And I think mm-hmm. is this when she tells him, you are my yes. mate? Yeah, she yeah. explains. She's like, "I'm. it's not purring. This is resonance. My Kui has chosen you and you're my mate. And we're going to have babies someday. And he's like, hold the phone. Uh, oh, boy. But he's um, also not completely scared off either. Like he No, he's still into it. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right, right, right. He well, doesn't love it, but he doesn't hate it. Exactly. He's very like, I need to take a pause because his whole body and heart is telling him this is right. But he also understands that he needs to rewrite a lot of of his future that he was dead set on. He was dead set on being a loner with and not inflicting himself and his um issues on anyone else. He was dead set on like not repeating the mistakes of his father by having children. Mm-hmm. He was dead set on all of this. And yet, from the very beginning, he's like door's a little open yeah. like it's cracked i don't hate this idea like spending the rest of my life with this woman who is wild and and just does things with abandon and is so optimistic and smiley and has such a, a zest for life he's mm-hmm. stoked about and it starts like uh, not not really slowly um rewriting the narrative that he had set for himself in the future 
It's very cool. It's really cool. And also because even though he doesn't have a queen, he does feel really drawn to her. He gets really mm. jealous when he thinks about, you he know, her. It. Yeah, he doesn't like the idea of her with other men. He does, Or mm-hmm. not in a creepy territorial way, but he doesn't like the idea of her, you know, leaving him. Like he's really attached to her and he keeps, they're really big on saying you're mine. She's mine. Oh, he's yeah. Already, he's already reached that point when it comes to uh-huh. Farley. So Ooh. I think he feels, he may not completely believe the queen because he doesn't he thinks it's he still views it as a parasite and that becomes a thing later like oh you can just get removed but he does think there's something to them being connected in some way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh i love that that little worm man it is that is the genius of ruby dixon's entire series Ah. this little matchmaking worm so where do we go from so what happens the next morning well, the captain is like, we got to take our ship over to those people and talk to them and see what the fuck is up. Yes. Because we need to see whether or not, because he's got this whole like back breaking, not back breaking. He, he has this um, cargo on his ship that is incredibly important to his future. If he doesn't get it there on time, he's broke. He's done. He's toast. He's like selling the ship to pay off his debts and like trying to figure out his next step yeah and he used all of his military pension to buy this ship he's 100 percent invested in it completely but he's still an honorable enough person that he's like if there are 50 people who need to get back to civilization then i will dump this stuff and i will take the hit and like i guess apply for government assistance is Mm -hmm. what he says yeah I, so I do also appreciate we learned that humans are considered a D-class life form. Yeah, I mean they're right. <laughs> and we're like illegal, like it's banned in this universe because we're just too technologically primitive. Yeah. To be so not only when they were stealing people, not only were they is it illegal because of kidnapping, but they were kidnapping from a planet that is supposed to be, you know, stay away, quarantine, right. leave them be. Right. So, yes, exactly. please leave us. Actually, maybe don't. Come help us. Please. Help oh my us. god. I mean, Jesus. 2020. Let's let's get let's shake things up, I guess, is what I'm saying. Let's let's get some common sense back. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yes, and so they she's I really like the whole techno I like this little scene. It's not that important. But they're like mm. they explain to her we don't have to walk back. We're going to fly you back. Yeah. So they all go to the bridge and Marduk is like she'll sit with me because at Yee-hee. first the navig- and then she's like yeah i will yeah and he pulls up a seat and she looks at the seat and she's like i'd rather just sit on your lap and she plops right down on his lap i it's love so how she's just like no thank you i'd rather just sit here be comfortable yeah well and then she notices that everybody like side eyes her and she whispers in Mardok's ear like are your people not very affectionate That's when you have mates <laughs> And he's like, What's just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, don't you worry about it, girl. You stay right there on my knee. It's good stuff. <laughs> because at first, the navigator's like, she can sit next to me. And he doesn't want that at all, either. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck you, Trekkin. Or whatever your name is. We're calling him Trekkin from now Trekkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and they, and then, because, oh, that's the one insult I remember him making when she says they used to live in a cave. He was like, of course you did. And then she's like, yeah. but then it was destroyed. And then he feels like a real asshole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so they fly them over to the caves or the village, wherever they are now. I don't remember. And they land and like, she's got, she wants, she's going to go first. 
to introduce because granted, right. I think she sees the line of hunters. Hell yeah. They're out there with their spears, goddammit. Yes. They're not they're not taking nothing from nobody, okay? Every time a ship lands on this planet, it brings problems. So they- yeah, all their women might disappear. Fuck that! <laughs> they're not having it. Mm-mm. So they're ready to throw down. And she's like, listen, I need to do some I need to do some smoothing of the way. Exactly. Let me do some diplomacy real quick. All right. Exactly. And Mardok mm-hmm. is like, wait, they have spears. You shouldn't go over there. You should stay here where you're safe with me. And she's like, dude, these are my people. Did you not? Like, what are you talking about? Keep up, Mardok. Yeah. So she goes over and, and one of them tries to pull her behind him because he's like, Bechtel. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The chief. He grabs Ooh, by the arm. <laughs> that cunnilingus to say hello legend. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you the, the greetings of my people. <laughs> it's so true. All right. Well, <laughs> well. So then, and then Mardok is like, "You get your hands off of her! Don't you dare!" And he comes storming over, and so they're about to throw down, and. Uh, Farley has to scream like, hey, you buffoons, that's my mate. Stop it, everyone. Don't you do anything to him. He, do you see how hot he is? Look at his hands. They're so shiny. I want to lick all of his tattoos and I have not gotten the opportunity yet, so you need to back down. <laughs> Farley says. And it's funny because like they get a little heated by his behavior, but as soon as she's like, the residents, everyone's like smirking. It's like, oh, okay. So like, oh, that's yeah, cool, why he's cool. acting like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it describes like two of the hunters just smirk and uh-huh. I think like Beck rolls his eyes yeah one basically is like ah yes I see I see yes. this hormonal bitch yes <laughs> it's true so they she smoothed things over and she's like they landed here and she gets a little scolded because he's like you don't know who they could have been they could have like right. what would you have done if they had snatched you up and flown away and yeah they're baby, basically like you sweet baby angel just because yes. they look like us doesn't mean they're good people you gotta be yes. careful and she kind of naively says like they can't i have the queen they can't take i can't leave i have the queen or something she doesn't yeah. she, she doesn't fully get it it's like oh you poor sweet baby oh yeah because p.s when neri was healing chompy she was like, hey, this thing looks really great, except the only thing that's wrong with it is, you know, the gut wound, the gaping, and the bleeding worms. gut wound. And then they both have parasites. So that's awkward. Yes. And I can take yes. out the parasite. So he has a conversation with her and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. The Kui stays. The Kui is mine and Chompy's. You don't separate us from our Kui's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they discuss the difference between parasites and symbionts and it's a whole thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, they can't take me. I'll die if I have the Kui off this planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we hear later from even, like, the human women that, like, because it's so funny. They were all, when you read those earlier earlier books, disgusted by the idea of this Kui. And now they're right. like, well, it's not just a physical dependence. It's sort of like an emotional one, too. Yeah. It's like they're all attached to this little worm in their chest. Of course. It chose their baby names. It made them babies. so happy. It also yeah. keeps them from dying. So Also <laughs> that. Moment. Yes. It spits out IEDs. It does all the things for you. All right? That book. Thank God that was the book I picked first. Between the IUD falling out of her pants to the pterodactyl attack. Oh, my God. The pterodactyl attack. That giant bird. 
Oh, they man. never call it a pterodactyl, and I'm like, that's straight up. That's super a what it pterodactyl. is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, I love it. I'm so glad that's the first book I read because it set, it got me ready for this. Oh. So they decide to have like they invite them and they sort of have like another dinner. I guess. Yeah, the tribe welcomes them. Mm-hmm. They have a celebration and they welcome them, and I kind of mm-hmm. love this too because we have yeah. a very important i don't know if i'm jumping ahead but a very important conversation gets had i would love between... to i would love yes 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 <laughs> yes this is this is one of the other moments where i was like thank god it's me you chose me i'm so honored to finally figure out the mystery of what the fuck a spell is <laughs> god it's wonderful. i'm so sorry listener i'm so sorry that i yelled at you just now i'm so sorry but god damn it i'm so excited for this okay take it away yes. danny do it yes so they're and maybe like, we'll get there though but they're sitting around they've been introduced to all the babies and they're like getting a lot and he's like wow these people are primitive and josie he also calls all the human women ugly at one point which yeah. is kind of funny which is straight up gross <laughs> so he, he's sitting around waiting stacy's off to make him some eggs because no one else would eat her food which oh, i also stacy's making funny. him a yummy frittata <laughs> she's such a sweetie pants and Josie and Liz sort of corner him. They're like, hey, what's up? We have an anatomy question for you. <laughs> and they are not hesitant. It's like they're no. at the doctor's office or at their it's OBGYN nice. and they have questions. And they're like, the spur, what's it for? What does it do? <laughs> Why what is it? it? <laughs> Tell and me everything. Appalled. And he also has this momentary fear that if he like sits here and starts talking spurs with these women, <laughs> their husbands are going to come up and kick his ass. <laughs> he, he's such a coward. He like makes some excuse and walks away. And Neary, our resident yeah. doctor, yeah. tells us what its purpose is. <gasps> and it is all about pheromones. That's what everything's about, essentially. It's a pheromone distributor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and like, I kind of spoiled the the spur thing in a preview episode, but we learned something else in this episode about the female Sakui. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, because we were always like, why do they have a spur if they don't have a clitoris? Mm-hmm. And then like, maybe they do. <laughs> it's just all the way inside. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I thought that they had more like G-spot orgasm. That's what I think that's it. Yeah. And maybe my yeah. my own understanding of anatomy is <laughs> But there is a spot inside. And yeah. that is why our guy, Marduk. Don't say, that. Don't say it. Okay. Don't say it. Yes. Okay. Oh I'm jumping Let's the gun. discover it with Farley. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so we have this very important conversation. And I'm super glad. Yeah. So. The, so the ladies are sitting there and they're like, oh, it leaves the pheromones all up in the, like, the vulva folds. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense because then, mm-hmm. you know, other males will be like, huh, smells like somebody's other, somebody other else's. Dickosaurs. Yeah, I don't, I don't super know how to say that. But yeah, it sounds like, <laughs> smells like I shouldn't be here, I guess, question mm-hmm. mark. So it's like, it's like a mating thing. They're a mated pair and it's. Yeah. It's like a, I guess when a cat rubs up on you. I don't know why I said mm-hmm. that. At this party, while they're having a good night, so let's continue on with the plot. They're having this party. He's eating his frittata. Yeah. yeah finds out he enjoys it. Um, He looks off and he looks over and our girl Harlow is once again not doing well. 
Harlo, oh my god, this poor thing. She has been through so much. Harlo has yes. it rough. Okay? Yes. Yeah, Every and so pregnancy. she just like super collapses. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Now that I know what's going on, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So he describes her looking very gaunt. Her stomach is huge. Her eyes are sunken. She's very pale. She's very thin. And when he looks over, she sort of collapses. And he sees her and he reaches her first. Rook comes, steals her away. Like, he's panicking. And he's like, yeah. he's like, we can, I don't remember if it's him or if it's Farley, but he's like, we can help her because we have the med bay. Oh, no, he does. Mardok does. Because this is a pivotal thing about Mardok we find out a lot later. He will, he says to himself, I'm not going to let anybody else die if I can change that like if i can intercede and make them live that is what i'm going to do i don't care what it costs i don't care about anything because the captain and the medic person are like it costs a metric fuck ton of money to like run these machines and these are strangers and he's like take it out of my pay take it out of whatever we are saving this mm-hmm. woman i loved that whole, i was uh, like i'm so proud of you marduk i loved it that was so great yeah because Farley doesn't get it either. She's like, why did she hesitate? It's like our poor sweet baby. Yeah, I know. I know. She's such a sweet baby angel. And he's like, it's a complicated business of like money and resources and whatever, but it doesn't matter because we're going to fix it. Mm -hmm. So they take her up to the ship and you've done, obviously you've done Harlow's book. So Uh you know about her brain tumor. Tumor. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, the Kui can't handle her pregnancy and keep and fight off the tumor at the same time. Yeah, right? it's working yeah. so hard for poor Kui. Like, I feel like we should give her another one and like do some teamwork or something. Have they tried that? <laughs> Can you pop another one in there? Is all I'm saying. Do you get another mate? Like, I don't think you get another mate because the Kui's know, and they would the next Kui would know sink. that it's That's root. true. That's true. Yeah, they would just do this some is- teamwork. I think. They could just be roommates, right in her heart parts. She needs something because they say, like, not only is she sick, her Kui apparently is already, like, kind of weak. Like, she, I guess, didn't get a strong one when they gave her one. Oh, interesting. Because it's her sickness on, because they keep saying, like, didn't the healer say something like, her Kui is not strong? Well, no, because it's working so hard. I mean, it's, it's keeping a giant mass of a brain tumor at bay. And it's like a, it's a frontal lobe brain tumor. On Earth, it was like inoperable and it was growing at a really fast pace. And this Kui is like, you know, telling it to stay back, you know, but it can't do that and take care of a fetus at the same time. Poor little Kui. So they take him to the med bay and the med bay is like, I can fix her up right quick. Mm -hmm. And so they do that. Mm -hmm. We should, I think this would be a good part to like sort of introduce that like, during this time, Marduk has sort of been, or maybe maybe it's also later. Mm. I've read so many of these books at this point. I know, I know, I know. Plot points are just a giant porridge in my brain. <laughs> but he tries to tell her about like what life is like off the planet. Like he discusses mm. concepts of war and like why Neri was so hesitant to spend right. the money and all these other things. Yeah, and he kind of and he kind of sucks because Farley is she's too pure for that. She's a she role. and she, she doesn't is. really get it. So. So they do all that. Then they just go back and they have their first night together in her hut. Yeah. They go back to the village. And, and he's still cold. So she builds him a fire. Ooh. And he strips like completely naked and they get in the furs. And there is the heavy petting that starts oh, happening. Oh boy, you guys. They do some more mouth mating. Okay. And it is <laughs> good right. stuff. And then 
Uh, and can I just say that I had such a huge consent boner throughout this thing? Because everything, every moment is is like sexy. Like, can I do this more? Like, tell me what you like. Is there anything you don't want me to do? And she's like, can I explore you? And he's like, God, yes, please. Um, and so she starts can I to touch explore. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I touch you here? Is there anywhere you don't want me to touch? Like, it's just so yummy. And um, and so she she starts like kissing up on him. And how does this happen? Oh, I forget what their conversation is. Oh, he she asks, what about um, why they do the horn thing? Right. Why they cap the horns and do other body modifications. Mm-hmm. And also, I think you were on the right path. She's like feeling him up and kissing him. And she yeah. notices that the skin on one part of his body does not look or feel the same as the skin on like right. the other part. And right. he tells her like it's artificial. And then he has to explain what all that is. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where she finds out that he was like super injured. Like his whole arm was shot off. Um, he has an artificial hip and like an artificial like waist and gut, I guess. It's a yes. lot. Woof. He says like a hole was blown into him. So it feels like they had to rebuild like yeah. the whole left side of him or something. Yeah. So she says, um, does it hurt to have your horns covered? And he says, not at all. It's just a trend, kind of like piercings. And she touches his earlobes and she's like, oh, like these? And she goes, is it just because it is pretty? And he goes, most are. Some are useful, like the one on my cock, you guys! (laughs) Cock piercing, (laughs) cock piercing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> I was so excited when this happened. I forgot. I've read most of these books oh, before. I so forgot wonderful. all about the dick piercing. <laughs> Everything about it is great. So she's like, what is that for? And he's basically like, I was a ladies man when I was younger. And I got the piercing because it's more pleasurable for the woman. It's like on the, the front uh head of his is the front of the head of his cock and so it hits basically what we would understand is the g-spot or you know the common understanding of what the g-spot is because i have learned that on different women the g-spot can be roughly anywhere on the on the front um on the anterior wall of the vagina crazy it's so good Anyway, so all I'm saying is if you've never had a G-spot orgasm, poke around in there. Because I have one friend. <laughs> I'm serious. One friend, her um, her G-spot is like right, um, oh, like almost at the opening of her vagina. And another friend whose G-spot is like way, way up in there. Um, so, yeah, it's really neat. Anyway. So, yeah, he has this piercing. And, she's, and she says, oh, she says, and you had it pierced because it gives females more pleasure? I beam at him. <laughs> you are so thoughtful, Marta. Hurting yourself so you can please your partner more. And he, he rubs his hand over his face again and looks embarrassed. I'm not a saint, Farley. I did it because I liked hearing the girls scream my name. <laughs> oh, you have, to, you have to read the next uh-huh. paragraph. And then she goes, I will. She goes, I frown because hearing him say it like that makes me jealous. Have a lot of females screamed your name? Do they use your full name or just Marta? <laughs> because this is seriously awkward, Farley. He strokes my arm. I haven't been with a woman in well over three years. 
haven't wanted anyone to touch me. You're the first person I've wanted in forever. Does that help? And she goes, a little. A little? <laughs> I just, I just Do they use your full name? Or I can that. I just, just scream Marta? Do I need to remember all of it? Or? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I loved it. I also love when she asks if they could try with the piercing and without. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Scream. Yeah, and, and he's, he's like, like no, he's like, it's in, it's in. nope, 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 nope. We're not messing with that. Um, uh, but this does lead to a kind of serious moment because he has made it pretty clear that he is leaving, and so she says, "Oh, like I'm going to be the first one in a while. So does that mean that when you leave me, you're going to go seek out the the pleasures of other women?" And he goes, I don't even want to think about leaving. And um, I don't want to think about anyone else but you. Um, and he says, I'm not sure I could let another woman touch me. Ooh. And she says, you should be mine and mine alone. And this smile curves his mouth again. I agree. Oh, oh. It's so wonderful. And so they do sort of, this is the start of both of them sort of agonizing over, they have these strong feelings for each other, mm-hmm. who's, who will stay and who will go. And so wait, they've got to sort of- I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know this is your podcast, but come on. <laughs> so she goes down on him. Okay. Oh, we were going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to introduce the background and the context because there's a very- <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm sorry please continue <laughs> i like your priorities though i love your i'm priorities. nothing if not consistent <laughs> but because he she she goes down on him and then like she he um he starts like je- basically he when it's time for him to come he won't come inside her because he's well worried because about then getting he her goes pregnant. down on her whoa whoa yes. whoa then he goes down on her, okay? I am messing up the sex. <laughs> Do not besmirch the name Marduk. He's reciprocative, okay? Reciprocative, that's a new one. He reciprocates is what I'm saying. Um, and then as he's doing that, he's like, oh my God, I just need to be inside her. So, oh, because also, you guys, this is brand new to him. He's never put his mouth on another That's person's right. skin, mm-hmm. let alone their vulva. And so he is super stoked about it. And since she doesn't have a clitoris, we get like a really good tongue fucking scene. He's like very serious about the tongue fucking. And it's and their tongues, if we as we've learned from other books, are like ridged oh, and ridged. plated and it's Everything like a cat or something. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Everything makes more sense. I now. know. Oh, so thank you for choosing me. <laughs> And so, um, oh yeah, so then he's like, I just, I I am so turned on. I need to be inside her. I've got to do it. And then he's like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. I can't. Because we learned, oh my god, also, damn it. Oh, we did forget. We forgot the scan scene. Yeah, we learned about what resonance actually is. You guys. Oh my god. And then this, okay, please explain okay. this because it brings yeah. up another question that please, I need to ask because we learned something else now. I'm here for all of your questions. <laughs> so while she's on the ship getting her health scan, she's sitting there by herself because, okay, we're taking a step back. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you guys. Scene. We're gonna rewind, but we will get you back to the sex scene. We promise. <laughs> so <laughs> she's getting a health scan from Nari, and Marduk is not in the room because when Farley starts stripping, Nari gets super offended and sends him out of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's getting her health scan. Blah blah blah. He comes back to get her, and her cooey starts purring. Mm-hmm, and something on Neri's little screen pings. She looks mm-hmm. down and she goes, huh. huh. And then she... <laughs> Interessante, Neri yes. says. <laughs> and then she says, I'm done here. Marta, can we talk in private? Yeah. Hey, Marta, let's have a chat, shall we? Exactly. So we go out in the hallway. And she's like, all right, bro, tell me what's happening between you and her. Because I know something is happening between you yeah, and yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because literally the moment you walked into the room, she ovulated. You guys resonance every time the lady resonates she drops an egg i cannot believe they don't have more like third tuplets you know what it's, i mean it's a well yeah oh my god i didn't even think about that yeah <laughs> because i was gonna say she also mentions having a menstrual a menstrual cycle right and i'm like how does so now trying to combine both of those things into one i don't see how that works at all what are you talking I about i guess it could sure it does <laughs> What? <laughs> because like because that's what menstruation is about it's like getting the egg ready but like resonance seems like you could strike it any time so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i'm overthinking it maybe it does Listen, maybe you- here's here is what i've figured out in my brain map so far okay, okay. i'm open to any and all all right here's theories. my theory okay so um when the cooey enters your body it starts changing your physiology as we know it can cure brain cancer it can spit out your IUD. It can do all the things, it's right? It's doing a whole bunch of things. That's right. It makes your skin glow and it, it increases your body temperature. I think what it also does is it keeps your eggs at bay. Like it keeps them in the ovary, still getting produced, but like produced more so that uh-huh. when it decides your body is at peak, let's make a babyness, it can just spit out eggs whenever your partner comes into the room. Brrr, egg. Brrr. <laughs> Egg, egg, right? And so menstruation still happens because you gotta keep the baby factory clean. You know, sweep That's it out true. once a go. month, That's right? True. You don't yes. have to be getting rid of an egg every month. You just gotta keep it in working order until the cooey is like egg. That's, That's my. True. That's my theory. And you know what? I can work with that theory because that makes sense. I can deal yeah. with that. Yes. Yeah. And I guess since these women are pregnant half their half the time they've been on this planet. Just having general flow, like courses, it hasn't been a problem. Yeah, exactly, you're pregnant for three goddamn years, <laughs> and they all got like knocked up within a year of being yeah, on this which planet. Is, I mean, and being pregnant for three years is its own problem. However, yes. um, yeah, I just, I just, if here's the problem with my theory, okay, and I'm, I'm putting it out there for everybody to ruminate on, okay? How are there not more quintuplets? If it's spitting out an egg every time your partner walks into a room, how are not all of his sperms connecting with all of those eggs? You know what I mean? Because they're all just got to be bouncing around in there. I mean, they're they're just, yeah, they're they're like ping pong balls. You know, they got to be. So I don't know. So You've got people like Josie and Farley where like the residence happens and they don't, you know, hook up right away. Josie was running around for a month. How many eggs was, was that thing spitting out? I know. Maybe, maybe the cooey also creates like an escape hatch. Oop, egg didn't get used. Bye-bye. Or yes. like egg has wonky chromosomes. Bye-bye. And it's a different thing than like what a, 
what a normal miscarriage would be or what a normal period would be when you just get rid of the eggs that's unused. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I like, this is a good start. I can work with this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Sometimes I'm a genius. (laughs) So humble too. I love it. Yeah. 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 I know my worth sometimes. All right. You know, we all should. So, yes. So, now we can fast forward back to the first. So, she goes down on him and she likes it a lot. And he's finally like, no, 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 no. You got to come back. Oh, and she is so, this girl is so my girl. Because he's like, if you keep going, I'm going to come all over your beautiful face. And she's like, you can. I would like that. (laughs) We can do that in the future if you would like. Um. And but he's like no 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 no. So then he goes down on her. He super likes it. She comes like a freight train. And then he's like, oh god, I can't, uh, I can't come inside her because I'm not gonna leave her. I'm not gonna abandon her with a baby. Mm -hmm. And so if she ovulates every time she purrs, the chances of me impregnating her are huge. It sounds like that's exactly what this cooey is trying to get us to do. That is its end goal. Yes. Yeah. So. He just um he just strokes himself off and and comes on her stomach, and Suke the angel thinks that he <laughs> just he just did a whoops better. Oh, she's like, oh, that's all right. Next time you can come inside me. Isn't this after he has the whoopsie? Isn't this also the scene where he tells her that he can remove the kui, and the other option is that she can go like adventure in the galaxy with her with him this is yes at some point she realizes yeah. and it, it makes sense because that's after she's seen what the surgery machine can do for harlow right so we know right, that's right, right. that's an option yeah and so they go back after their night they go back to the tribe and it's really cute her brothers Ooh. take take marduk out on a hunt there's a really mm-hmm. cute moment where i think Pashov is or zinnick is mocking one or both of them at the same time. He's acting like Farley with like the hair flips, but he's saying, don't touch her. She's my mate. And even Farley's <laughs> like, which one of us are you pretending to be? I don't know why. It's I so love that good. whole moment. Well, and right before then, the whole tribe is basically like, they're awake. Like, ooh, <laughs> the new mated pair is awake. And can I just tell you, this this resonated so deeply with me on like a Marduk level because he's pretty uh embarrassed about this and the the morning after i gave away my virginity because of course i did it on like a trip where a bunch of people would know about it because there were logistics involved and people had to drive me places in order for this thing to happen i walked into a room the next morning and the entire room started applauding (laughs) i would refuse to come into the room i'd be like bye i bowed and then i fucked off (laughs) (laughs) points for the bow bow and wave and see you dicks later because you guys are dicks (laughs) yes oh my gosh to clap oh i'm so sorry it's all right oh poor little melody (laughs) But that's what he is. He feels super embarrassed. And then they take her hunting. And while they're out doing that, she runs into her old group of admirers. Oh, my God. They come visit. Yeah. She's just trying to feed Chompy and, like, mind her own business. And Sessa and Taoshin come up and they're like, Well, they have good intentions, I think. At least Taoshin does. They do. 
Because yeah. he's like, congratulations, we're going to go take part in the Sakats hunt. And we learned that to do that means you're like accepting of the of the coupling, blah, blah, blah. And they're yeah. cool with it until they hear that Marduk might not stay. Right. And Sasa, I keep wanting to call him Sasa. Sasa gets real surly about it. Oh, he's mad. He's like, how nerve. dare he take one of the only unmated females and then fuck off? Like, exactly. how dare he? He is So he mad. storms off in a post-pubescent rage. And <laughs> then Taoshin, bless him, Taoshin comes over and he's like, listen, if you have become kitted with this man, I don't know what he says. <laughs> You know what? That works. It gets to the point. <laughs> you are be kitted. Yeah. And he's like, and, and your kit needs a father. I will be that hunter for you. It's Woo! a very good stand-up moment. That's it's why I was like, we can't come for Taoshin in the scene because he is coming. No, Taoshin is the best. He is. Yes. I can't I would love to read his book. I need to figure that out. Although if it's in a storyline later on that I have words about it. <laughs> Oh, oh, we will get there. We will we get promise. there. We will get there. <laughs> we will get there. So, so, and she does have this little moment. He's like, you'll make a good mate someday. And he's all sad. Yeah. He's like, someday. And I was like, oh, Tasha, oh, sweetie. You're telling me. This is why she's so good. I'm already invested. I know. I'm so absolutely. now. I'm completely invested. Yeah. yeah. She just, just let me give you all my money, Ruby Dixon. <laughs> So then so, she has this crisis of like, oh my god, it all just like sort of falls down on her. And mm-hmm. she needs her mama because sometimes you need your mama. Mm-hmm. But ma- she has this heart to heart with her mother and her mother, but her mother has to tell her, I can't make this decision for you. Because mm. it's either Farley goes with her mate and leaves her whole family behind and her whole forever. tribe forever. forever. They There's no come- coming back. They make it kind of clear that they cannot come back to this planet because I guess it's just, it's too far away or it's yeah. not, it's something. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Or she stays on the ice planet and she loses Marduk. Mm. And you know what? I kind of thought like, oh. why though? I was on team make Marduk stay from jump. I was oh my like, God. Same here. Actually, I wanted to ask you if you were on the same page with me because in my brain throughout this whole book, I was like, Okay, I'm guaranteed an HEA, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. because the only HEA possible in my brain is Marduk gets over his bullshit and stays. Yes. He has nothing to lose, and she has so much to lose. She and has everything. Yeah, like, just stay. Get over the fact that you won't be able to, like, like I don't know, produce more metals and just stay <laughs> on the goddamn planet. Get over yourself. One of his things is, like, I don't have anything to offer you, which is such a, a a misogynistic, like, you know, firmly heteronormative, I need to be the quote unquote provider, whatever. Yeah. But he's like, I don't have anything to offer you. I can't, um, I can't hunt. I don't know how to make a fur. I don't <laughs> know how to do any of this. Like, I don't even know how to cook. Our ship makes all our food for us. So I don't know what the fuck I would do here. I'm a mechanic. And that's all I could offer. And meanwhile, I'm like, what do you think Farley can offer you yeah, out in the would... great wide world? I mean, yeah. she's a fast learner and she's totally capable and whatever. But you guys are in the same exact position, except that you don't have any family or friends or ties or anything. And Farley has this whole beautiful, happy life. It's like it's like she lives in Bhutan, like the the um 
is is that what it's called? The country, the happiest country in the whole yeah. wide world. Bhutan. Survey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. She basically has this whole Bhutan on ice planet, and he's like, "But it's so fucking cold." And yeah. I'm like, "Get you a kui, bro." Like, I get it. He doesn't understand the kui, and I am also anti-cold. But Jesus, Marta. And also, it would be easier for him to adjust to the ice planet than it would be for her to come to this culture where she doesn't know what war is. She doesn't understand money. She's coming from, like, she's coming from a completely different place. Yeah, he has one culture shock. If she were to go out in the galaxy, she would have 11 billion culture shock. Plus technology shock. Plus, I mean, come on, Marta. Yeah. And he kind of says, like, they would, he even says to himself, they would ruin her they'd make her they would yeah chip away at everything that makes her unique he they would does, try to tame her how dare yes they? that's what he says mm-hmm. he does have to be fair his issue is related to his trauma it's so like yes. we learn that part of his like ptsd was he was the details got a little fuzzy but all you really need to know is that he was part of this failed like military action where they went in to fight some rebels i think or a militia Listen. Yeah, he was like a Navy SEAL of the alien. Yes. Okay. So they sent him in. He made a bad call. And then he made a series of bad calls. And somehow the rebels were tipped off and they were waiting to slaughter them dead. And so he said he's with this troop of guys and all of them were getting mowed down. And then he says that they all got a retreat. And by that point, he finds out that the, the coward pilot that he chose for this mission has fucked off because he doesn't want to deal with rebels and abandon them there he's got big issues with being left behind or abandoned and for yeah and like i don't know for me i feel like there's a big difference between you taking the active choice to willingly stay on this ice planet with a woman you like resonated with versus being abandoned in the middle of a war zone but i've never dealt with those kind of traumas so i knew we knew that there was only one way this book could end happily it has to be them stay yes they stay right Yeah. Yes. So, I'm glad, but you know I'm what? glad you're with me on that one. Yes. I'll I'll go along with it for the sake of a plot of the emotional angst. Right. Right. So and, it, and honestly, it wasn't even that angsty, just because I was like, jokes though, right? Like, no worries. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I kind of jumped ahead. He doesn't reveal that to her until the night when they later. have like That's fine. Yeah. And yeah. they have like full on P and V sex. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we'll tell them when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm either too early or too late. (laughs) No, I love that when you're like, this hugely pivotal emotional plot happens, and I'm like, exactly, let's explain it all right now. And then you're like, in this romance book, they do P and V sex when it's a heterosexual romance book and i'm like how dare you (laughs) don't spoil it until we get there (laughs) oh my god i'm a muppet oh i love it okay sorry so but yeah she spends the afternoon (laughs) agonizing and then she learns about his whole like i can't be left behind thing well wait then they spend the next days they spend the next like three or four days going down on each other and angsting about being apart soon. <laughs> like Then they go down on each other and then they angst about being apart. Oh, and so they don't have the full-on sex at that point? No. I thought they, had, I thought they were having three days of all full-on. No, no, okay. no, no, because it's it's uh, pivotal because she, um, it's from his perspective and he's like, 
she hasn't said a word to me about coming inside her since that first night. And he assumes it's because she knows he doesn't want to abandon her with a baby. Um, and so she doesn't pressure him to have full on, like, to claim her as fully as a mate as they should or wh- however they say it. And he is sort of agonizing about that, too, because she's just too pure for this world. You know, he's like, she's so good. She doesn't even want to pressure me about that because she knows that I have problems with it. And I won't even make words to tell her that I have a problem with it. Anyway. Yeah. So then they decide that they're going to go over to the elder cave. That's right. I forgot all about the scene. Yeah, because they they can use their ship to turn it back over. And then because in the great earth shake, right? Yes. Yes. It gets tipped over or whatever. Yes. Um. So Harlow is feeling a lot better, but Rook mm-hmm. is still like woman in sled. <laughs> Rook. <laughs> he's Rook being very. He's hovering. <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. So um, yeah. So they they lose themselves for the whole day. Harlow and Mardok tinkering on this yes. old ass computer. Yes. And, and they discover the big error in it because that was yeah. a big mystery too. Yeah. The ship's yeah. been telling them that they've only been there for 300 years. And for Harlow, who can do basic math, thank you very much, right. realizes that that doesn't make sense if some of the long-lived Sakui have, they live like mm-hmm. 150 years and they have absolutely no memory of the ship. Right. They have no oral stories of it landing. Like, they are completely mm-hmm. disconnected from it. Yeah. We also learned that maybe it's connected to a sound. <laughs> because she brings up the very valid point, like, well, if the ship is a thousand years old and a lot of this... English that it knows is not that old. How is it getting updated? So, like, it may have a satellite link to something. Which sure, is that sure. gonna, is that gonna it's, come back? It's picking up radars from yeah. all the places. All right, no worries. Um, yeah. So then, after this, so Farley's like hanging out with mm-hmm. um Rukar, the kid, to, little baby, yeah, the little baby face. And then she comes over and she's like, drink water because you have not looked away from that screen for seven hours. And he's like, oh, my God, I didn't even know I should have spent this last day with you. It's our last day. And she goes, don't worry about it. Just being in your presence makes me happy. And then they decide to camp out on the ship. And it's really cute. Meanwhile, tracking, trekking is about because he's, oh, my God, we forgot about the big fight scene. I guess it doesn't matter. There's a big well, fight, ha- though. Marduk throws some punches. It's more of that tension he has with Trekkin. That's what I'm calling him now. Yeah, Trekkin. Being kind of a condescending dick because he's got two of the hunters and he's like gambling. And he's like, and Marduk's like, what the hell are you gambling with them right. for? They don't have any money. What could they possibly have that you want? And he's like, oh, you know, just blah, blah. So he's kind of being an asshole and they get in a fight. And you're right. It doesn't yeah. really lead to anything except Marduk spending the night in the village. That's why he spends That's the night with Marley. That's why they spend the night in the village. Yes. Okay. I mean, it could also be because they want to go down on each other, but that's fine. I mean, fine. that too. It's they didn't fine. really need an excuse. No, I didn't need one. It's cool. <gasps> so um, they decide to camp out on the ship and he and Trekken have this conversation where he's like, hey, make good choices or whatever. And... I'm going to go back to the ship. Don't worry. I'll make sure the captain doesn't leave you behind. Yeah. And and when he says make good choices, he means stay with the woman who loves you. 
yeah, not like yeah, in yeah, general yeah. good choices. No, no, not like say no to drugs, but like, <laughs> oh, yo, that lady really likes you a lot. Get over yourself. I just or like him telling him, don't smoke, <laughs> don't drink. Gets back you by 11, okay? <laughs> Make good choices at that prom. <laughs> So <laughs> maybe I just work with too many teenagers, but that's exactly mm. where I went. Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, so then, oh, Farley is so intuitive. Everyone, mm-hmm. listener, she's so intuitive, and so she's like, "Tell me about what's going on in your heart and your brain because you're not okay. What's happening?" And this is where we learn about his big war trauma. Mm-hmm. And the idea of watching another ship fly away from him and being stranded on another planet because he was stranded and wounded in in this mass of bodies of his friends for like three yes. days. Yes. It's a big, it's a big bad. Yeah. And like, and I so, get it to a point. Yeah. Oof. Um, and so she's like, okay, I understand. I understand why you can't stay with me, but I also understand that we're destined to be together. And so I will go with you. Mm-hmm. She says, I cannot leave him. If it means choosing between my people and the man I love, the mate I am destined to have, I pick him. I touch his face, gently turning him toward me. I will go when you leave. Oh. She's so selfless. Because that's such a big thing. Like She's going to say bye to everyone she's ever known. Yeah. Well, and also, remember, she has no idea what love feels like without her cooey. So throughout oh, the whole thing. book, mm-hmm. she's been like, what if we take out my cooey and I I no longer feel anything for you? What yeah. ha- What if it feels like nothing? Or, or what if it's diminished because of the biological response that this cooey gives me? And it's, it's a big concern, you yeah. know? Jeez. She really values the connection that the Kui gives them, like residents yeah. in the bond. It's a connection for her, and she doesn't want to lose that right. by having her Kui removed. Right. So she decides she's going to leave. And that actually comes up later on, you were saying, because the captain is like, I need everybody to tell me whether or not they want to go. And he is very shocked when no none, one. none of them want to leave. Including the women who know what quasi D class modernity is, you know. Yeah. Well, because um, they bring up very good points. It's like, well, we can't show up on Earth with these right. blue alien husbands we got blue and these kids blue children who have horns. Yeah, and she's uh, like, also, we're considered freaks everywhere else in your galaxy. So, like, where are we gonna go? Yeah, yeah, illegal freaks. They're not allowed to be yeah. like they're black market. Contraband is what yes. they are. Like so they can't literally, just, like, get an apartment, right? On Homeworld and like chill. Oh my god! Wait, I'm so sorry. I oh, have no. I have to say something that I forgot to say in all of our intimate scenes. Yes, and that is the addition of the second tail, Danny. <gasps> <laughs> Two tails, Danny. They do. They use it like another appendage. Oh it's, my god! I love good. it. So every time they're making out or like hooking up or whatever. They they'll say they they grab each other's tails with each other's tails they mm-hmm. intertwine them just like danny so eloquently put and then and they say that it feels like just as intimate as like a dick lick you know it's <laughs> it's so good oh 
is they're so, hugging each other in every way possible and maybe sometimes they don't hold hands they just hold tails i just love it and it's so cute it's just it's just so creative how yeah. like she went full and i'm so that's why i'm so glad she did two aliens yeah she went full in and she explored like this is what you can do this is how these aliens live and it's like it's so good it's so creative yeah because because let's recall <laughs> okay the the nice thing about one person not having a tail oh, is that that's you true. do have access to doggy style that's all right true. and mm-hmm. fine but oh man this whole holden tails thing really just warms really sweet. every yeah. corner of my heart and oh. he would kind of hold her down and hold the tail down it was really oh, good oh boy yeah when yeah. he would like hold her down on those furs <laughs> i can't even okay he's so sexy all right hmm so we're going to get to, this is the scene, because after she decides... Yeah, we're yes, here. We're here now. I jumped the gun a couple of times. No, I jumped no, the gun no. many times. You did it. You did so well. You're the best. I guess I couldn't wait. No, but now they I have wait. full on. Full on. And this she wrote this really well. I was like, this is intense. They have some <laughs> All penetrative the sex. There, he... <laughs> All he the does. eye contact. This sexy fucking alien. He is like, so they're doing some missionaries, right? And he's like, you don't get to look away from me. I want you right here with me the whole time you come when I'm inside you. And then when I need you with me when I come too. And it is intense. It's also because of his piercing. Oh, that's right. Right up on her G spot. She comes like seven times in a row. Like she's she's having a really really hard time keeping a hold of her molecules. Her, yes, because of mm-hmm. all the times she's coming. It's so great. And again yeah. and again and again. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so like, there's just I can't get past the staring. There is so oh. much like staring during this scene. It is serious business, and I did not hate it. Normally, <laughs> I am known for like a not liking a making the love thing you know mm-hmm. i don't super like it but this was like intense i mean it it's it was love making but it didn't it didn't cross over to icky for me if that makes sense yeah or like being creepy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Ooh, walking so in on good. a scene you weren't supposed to see yeah Ooh. so yeah. yes but then as soon as they're done she starts crying yeah, she just had seven G-spot orgasms in a row, and she's thinking about what sex is going to be like without her cooey in the future. Of course she's overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. She just starts sobbing. She's walking away from everything she loves, all because of this person. Oh, Who my she God. also loves. Who she also loves, down to her bones. Yes. I I cannot believe. Oh, my gosh. Farley is just, she's just magic. Okay. So after it begins that, it kind of jumps, because that is their last night. So they yeah. wake up the next day. It's time it's to like, leave. It's time to go. And yeah. he describes Farley and her whole tribe, like everyone's hugging her and wishing mm. her goodbye. And it's just so sad. And this is where they, where everyone's like, we're not going. We're all staying here. Yeah. And he's sort of like, throughout this whole book, he's sort of like picked up on like, yeah, they're out here with nothing, mm. but they're all happy. Yeah. Like, Yeah. They're so happy. They're so much happier than my people with all of our body gloves and disease and wars and technology and complications and money and jobs. Mm-hmm. 
and all the business that gets in the way of true faded mate love. Okay, everybody? <laughs> so maybe we should get back to basics is what Murdoch yeah. is thinking to himself. Mm-hmm. Especially since he has nothing to offer her. He and has no family. He's going to have no job. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It makes no sense. He just doesn't anyway. want to be in the snow. He comes around. He I'm so glad. Yeah, he does. Oh, boy, does he ever. He's so sexy. <laughs> so. <laughs> so they get on the ship and they're, it's very dramatic. I was here for it. They get yeah. on the ship and she's like saying bye and she's so sad and she's so heartbroken. Mm. And Vectal does this little thing where he's like, you all are welcome to visit us anytime. He's like, I know he's saying that for Farley. Yeah. And they get on the ship and he has this like moment where he realizes he's like, what am I doing? I'm taking her away from her family to go live in this cold, you know, big city where she doesn't know anyone, where she doesn't yeah, know anything. Yeah, he comes to all of the realizations we just we said had, out loud. Yes, like, yes. come on, Marta, yes. you dummy. What does it? What's up? I just landed on the page. What does it is because Neri comes up and she's like, come on, let's go get that parasite out of you. And like Farley yeah. kind of flinches. And he's like, a and parasite. And Marta does too. Yeah. He's like a parasite that's all this thing that's really important to her is viewed as like mm-hmm. she doesn't. And so that's what really starts him to thinking about like what she's giving up and what, what's happening right now. Yeah. And so the engines are turning on and the <sighs> snow is a blustering around and they're about to shoot off into space. Mm-hmm. And so Marduk reaches over on the wall and he hits the emergency panic button. Wee, 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 don't take off. Somebody needs to get <laughs> off of this ship. Wee, wee. Yeah, it's serious business. And so everybody comes running because they're like, what is attacking you? And they're like, my heart. I have come to a big idea and we got to get the fuck out of here. And so he gets off. And then uh, Trekken, who has become roughly addicted to their Sasa drink. Yes, um, that's kind of hinted at. He really yeah, likes that alcohol. He really liked it. Um, Isn't he like nursing a hangover? Oh, always. <laughs> Always, when he lands on this planet, he is constantly hungover. Yes, or um, drunk. Yeah. So this this didn't quite track for me, Danny. Did it okay. track for you? Okay. Like for the past, the captain is like, "This is the absolute deadline in which we have to take our kelp to the place oh, where we I have to go." Say. And then they're like, "Party! <laughs> if we're staying, then like may as well stay for the feast." What? They, 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 I, that did, I did kind of hiccup at that. I was like, weren't y'all in a hurry? Aren't we like money, time is money, money yeah. is time? Like, I well, thought they were going to literally just kick them off and be like, okay, peace. But no, they yeah. get off they to have another party. Another Haven't they been partying for three days? Almost? They have been perma partying. And I don't blame them. You know, I mean, may as well make the most of it. But geez. Because Trekkin is like, well, I can't send my buddy off without a drink or something along those lines. He's like, you guys are not friends. That too. He yeah. just wants more of that Sasa. He really does. Uh, but this is where the captain and Marduk have a chat and he gives the captain all of his monies. Mm-hmm. And the captain says, I think you're making the right choice. Yes. Marduk is like, I didn't take advantage of the connections that I had in my world and so i'm definitely not gonna miss a moment here in the ice planet world and it's so yummy you guys and like farley's already pregnant i know it and well, they, uh, do, they, they leave the party before we get to our next oh yeah scene it basically leaves with 
Farley being like, let's go make a baby. And they run off and like the residence people are like cheering them on. That's yeah. the one thing I don't like about all these residence parties. It's like, can, <laughs> go, can y'all just go, let them make an escape? Yeah. <laughs> Feel a little more subtle. Oh, they can't. They can't. Can't stop, won't stop. Yes. So they run off. And while they're run off handling that, we switch to a completely new character. You guys. <laughs> I am Concernicus. So a little intro. Beck has been like, after Hayden got mated and he's like, oh, I'm not the tribe asshole anymore. I guess Ruby was like, well, somebody's got to be the asshole. In we this need tribe. an asshole. Yeah, sure. He was a little grumpy. Yeah, he was. But he Beck is much grumpier than Hayden ever was. And I don't know if Hayden would ever participate in interstellar human trafficking. In slavery? The way a certain someone Oh my does. god. He pulls Captain and Trekkin aside and they go mm-hmm. on the ship and he's like, listen, take anything you want. It's not the Elder Cave. No, it's, it's- the ship that uh, Kira um, crashed. Oh, I thought it's it was the, the ship s- Maddie and Lila. It's some ship. No, Maddie and about. Lila were in the chambers of the ship that Kira crashed. Oh, okay. So, yeah, oh, yeah, it's all yeah. the same ship. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we take some. He's like, listen, no one. That other ship is the Elder Cave. It's related to like our people, but no one cares about this ship. You can yeah. go and you can salvage whatever you want. So he's kind of bored, like watching them like look over the ship, and they find a box, I guess, just full of money. They find a treasure trove. They find treasure, a treasure trove of money. They find a fortune, and they're very excited about it. And apparently, it's like they are on easy street. It's this much money, and Beck yeah. is like, okay, there's just one cost. I want you to bring human. Yes, does he say human or does he just say women? I want you to bring women. He says illegal human women because they're like, yeah. So you got these women because the people on this ship were doing some illegal slaveries, and Beck is like, good, good, good. Uh, you can take all of this monies, but the my price is that you bring five more enslaved human women to our planet and we'll treat them real good and we'll like pet their mane and we'll, we'll feed them, them lots of foods i guess we'll get them a cooey right away but beck is doing a slavery right now yes mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't... and the captain's like that's not going to be easy and he's like that's my price and so it which also leads to the next book yeah but also beck Bing boom bong, like bad deals with Beck. You know what I'm yes. saying? Mm-hmm. What what would make them come? Why would they come back? Are is he not giving them the money yet? Is that what's happening? Because I was under the impression they were gonna fuck off with the money and then come back with five slaves out of the goodness of their heart. I don't know, and I don't know. I've got to go see. And now that you bring that up, like I didn't, I don't remember the details of the transaction. What makes them come back with bitches? Is what I'm asking you. <laughs> But I'm assuming what? it's a half now, half later situation. I would hope I so. I mean, I guess, but Beck is a dum-dum. <laughs> <laughs> but they do, I can't say that to spoil it too much, they do come back. So oh, I don't remember the details. But yeah, he makes arrangements to get more women brought to He's doing planet. slavery! I don't like it, Beck! Beck, you're a slaver now! I don't like it. Don't do mm-hmm. that. So, and like, I'm trying to figure it out because... It seems Beck hasn't seemed that desperate so far in the books. He's been like kind of surly and he's like, yeah, the asshole, but he hasn't seemed like I am really desperate for a mate right now. Yeah, I don't know. And like, 
so it's one thing. I, I'm also, I want to read these books just because I want to see how Ruby writes her way out of this. Because it's one thing to have these women enslaved by other people, abused by other people, and then rescued and mated by this tribe. Uh-huh. It's a whole other thing to be like, hey, supple 22-year-old from Earth, uh, really sorry that you we put it in just, order for you. Yeah, you just had to say goodbye to your whole life and everything you know, but I just purchased you for salvage monies because I am your slaver now. What? That's a different situation. It is. I will say his book is probably one of my favorites. She handles it very well. I mean, only she could. I don't know if I deserve to put the berry in front of there. Like, I don't want to make that legal judgment for other people. But I thought she handled it well. Okay. so, yeah. Because it's one of my favorites. It's basically, not to spoil too much, it's like in line with Farley. Like, he doesn't realize the full consequences. He's just like, well, get us ladies. They're out there. Get us ladies. Bring them. Bring us some here. And he doesn't really realize, like, okay, but you're participating in this really big, like. But if yeah. that's the case, why wouldn't he say to the people, "Hey, you got any Mesica ladies who want to get that's simplified?" Why. That's he why specifically like, he- says, "Get us human women who are illegal." And like he watched Aradea. Nope. Ariana, whatever her name is, Uh cry for two seasons straight. Like he, he knows on some level that this was traumatic for them. Mm -hmm. But and like I think, (sighs) not to spoil it again. All right, it's 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 she makes it work because he. All right, I mean I'm sure she will. Yeah, (laughs) he sees it as them helping because you're gonna come here and you're gonna get this big strong hunter mate and he's gonna take care of you. And love you. And, like, we're just here to make you happy. And, like, they have to, like, sort of explain to him, like, look, bro, like, you did a bad. So, I will say, I think it's one of my favorites. I guess I could see how it could be framed as okay if they, if the dudes merely intercepted a black market they, yeah. Okay, all right, because they could be sending them to anywhere to do yeah. anything, you know. Fresh ones, that was so Yeah, weird. that... They don't, <laughs> they don't go and abduct women from Earth. Okay, They go okay. and they get women who have already been... Been abducted. And, so that's, and that's what makes it... He's like, look, okay. they, were, yeah. they were illegal slaves. We saved them, but now they're safe and we're taken care of. And like, yeah. yeah, their fate could have been a lot worse, I suppose. And that's part of it. And that's why he's like, I did a good thing. And that's why it takes him a while to realize okay maybe i didn't do entirely a good oh okay that makes more sense all right as long as they didn't go and like abduct ladies out of their Mm -hmm. world he just he just does like a point slavery yes and and i'll say yeah and i'll say the book doesn't treat it like oh there's no problem here which okay, is why good. I let it get away with it because the book okay. is like, oh no, this is kind of a problem. Okay, here. good. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. It's, All right. It's All right. one of my favorites. And okay. it's titled Redemption, Barbarian's Redemption. So you okay. know somebody's got to be redeemed. All so, right. And it's Peck. His name is Peck. Peck. And he's right now a slaver. He, like he is currently doing a slavery. He is. And I'm not into it. He is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. bar- you, that barbarian's going to redeem himself. Yes. Maybe through Cunnilingus. 
you know what? It's a good bet. <laughs> it's a safe bet. <laughs> I think you can put money on that one. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So then. Then what happens? We get the epilogue. Erin admitted she does not read epilogues. I <laughs> read epilogues. I do too. <laughs> she was very passionate about it. I was like, I didn't yeah. know that. She hates epilogues. Has that ever come up on an episode? I get. I was oh like, yeah. How did I? This is brand new. I didn't know. Several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because in this epilogue, there's not much, and it, it 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 fits in an epilogue. It's basically he's dealing with being left behind. They're gonna get his queen. And he's happy. He made the right choice. Which we all know. Well, so one of the biggest, like, PTSD things in his mind was, I don't want to watch the ship fly away from me. And Mm -hmm. so they very, very astutely just go on the Sakots hunt. Yeah. And so he doesn't watch the ship fly away. He he just goes hunting for this Kui. And then he gets his Kui. And then he's like, ooh, I'm so warm from the inside. I'm going to be nakedsies on this fur on the outside with my woman. And so she's trailing her fingers over his tattoos and he's, I don't know, looking up at the stars or whatever. It's There is a lot of star looking. Yeah. Yeah. And he resonates to her that like he finally reciprocates. Done. Yeah. Oh, but I do really like the other moment I loved in this epilogue is that he says he doesn't feel like hugely different about her. He feels like the same, except now there's a thrumming in his chest. Yeah. Because love is love is love, everyone. It is. Oh. And the queen's just so. doing such a good job at matching people up. I love that little worm. I know. So yeah, it's so and it good. ends. It's it's super sweet with her. I'm never going to be alone again. That's our last sentence, and I was like, Oh, Marta. Yeah. I love yeah. it. So yes, I really enjoyed this one. I loved getting Farley's story. I love the two aliens. I love seeing like other elements of this universe. It was so good. And so many questions answered? Uh, yes. Like oh biology, history, everything. Plus tail entwining? <laughs> Danny, Danny, thank you for choosing me <laughs> for this book. <laughs> I am elated. I'm I so glad. It. I was like, this is a fun one. I feel like uh, Melody would appreciate it. Oh, it's wonderful. So. Totally wonderful. Uh so are you gonna are you thinking even though you had issues, do you think you'll check out the next one? Or are you gonna check out Beck's book? Or are you gonna at some point, I'm not saying like immediately, but are you curious about I think about I'll have out? to check out Beck's book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta I like figure it. out how she does it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, she is masterful, so I'm sure yeah. she can do it. It's just uh, yeah. Barbarian's redemption. So mm-hmm. it did a lot because I was not liking Beck for the longest. And a lot of people said that he's kind of an asshole. Bigger asshole than I don't know. Was he a bigger asshole than Haydn? I feel like Haydn was just an asshole to Josie. Yeah. And Beck is an asshole to everyone. Here's the thing. Haydn is surly. Yes. There is a difference between surly and an asshole. An asshole. Okay. I think. He was in my of- mind. I mean, you're true. I think that's true. I thought he was kind of mean to Josie a few times. Yeah, but yeah, she's, sure. She's got a but big she's mouth. Also, I get it. she's also a chirping chihuahua. Like, I don't blame <laughs> him. I don't know. He's not, she's not his speed until they resonate. It's fine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. That's and then he loves everything about her. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love how they more than anyone just pop up in the series where like with their four kids and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it. That's it for Barbarian's Choice. Did you have anything oh, else you wanted to say or it's wonderful. Yes. Um let me see. Well, you have some wrap up summation here. I don't know if you want to do it or not. I did like is this I kinda know the answer. I feel like I know the answer to this one because I listen oh, yeah, to your yeah. podcast. Is this the craziest thing you've read? Have you read crazier? I feel like it can't be. It can't I be. I mean, I I think that I think that it's up there with Grace Goodwin's Interstellar Bride series, but it doesn't quite hit that level of societies based on double penetration, cousin stuff. Triplets? Um, I heard there were triplets. Is that a Oh my god, yeah. Made it to the Vikings. The Vikings. Um, it's it's three brothers. Or like they're so the first one I think is three brothers, the Vikings. And then the second one with the Viking uh one is um is just three dudes, I'm pretty sure. Oh there's more than one. Oh, of course. Are you kidding me? Every one of the and then there's also this um there's also this oh, I can't remember. There's like a beast sort of alien. I can't remember what they're called. And then there's also an alien that's like super into body piercings and spanking benches and stuff. So very particular, very unique good to that species. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> Those things can't be. So I, yeah, that other note needed to be. Oh, I didn't ask you what I've been asking everyone. What's up? What you're on the ice planet? Okay, you've yeah, crashed. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are on this ice planet. Uh huh. What is your role? Ooh, that's tough. And I think I asked Aaron. I hope I asked Aaron. Oh, I would be the tribe butcher. <laughs> just cutting that hacking up the meat yeah yeah yeah. i'm um i used to do um all the butchering on my farm oh um, okay yeah so i've butchered everything from a uh, chicken to chickens rabbits goats pigs deer oh so um, you're well suited yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you're like liz uh sh- well she's more of a hunter i could probably do the hunting too um but yeah, I would definitely, once they brought the kill back, I could butcher that shit right up. My friend made a, a business card for me one time that said, I can make bacon out of you. Because it's true. Anything with a loin, I can make bacon out of you. <laughs> it's a vague threat. <laughs> so that would be one of my jobs. I'm sure I would moonlight doing other things, though. Um, so I could be I could tribe. be the tribe jester. Uh, (laughs) not enough people listen i feel like people don't understand how important that's gonna be there's no Mm -hmm. tv there's no books that's why they're always gossiping about each other and watching each other run off to have sex and gays because there's literally nothing else to do hell yes oh i would also be the resident uh, sex educator okay that's good yeah yeah, I would be right there next to Josie and Liz being like, tell me about Spur. What is it? What does it do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and teaching those men, like, listen, this is what you need to know. That's right. Apparently they still are all not sure about this third nipple situation. So that's that's mm-hmm. what wasn't in this book. It's in almost yeah. every other book. It's not in this one. Yeah, they, they don't have to worry it. about that third nipple. That little bud. 
Right. It does get mentioned, though, because that's when Mardok taps out of that conversation. He's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I don't need to it's know like, about human vulvas. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> Someone calls him a coward. And I'm like, you're damn straight. That's you right. Handle it. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love it. I do think I would be happy on not hot, though. Once I that's got my good. Kui and I wasn't cold all the time, I'm yes. pretty sure I would be happy there. I mean, I feel like yeah give me like your faded mate your and like some of them don't even leave the cave so it's not like you're gonna suffer from the cold all that much just stay right. close to the stay close to the fire so yeah i would have a hard time with the darkness but i have a feeling that the cooey also helps with mental health as well as physiological health so and there are I'm two sons sure. we know there are two i sons. mean there are <laughs> two sons that like peek at you once a month <laughs> it's not <laughs> an hour a day or something dumb. When you're allowed to go outside when it's not yeah. snowed in. Yeah, not during the brutal season. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, I think, and I also, we discussed this, it also depends who else you're trapped with. I'm impressed yeah. that none of these women, they all get along like one big happy family. They yeah, I do think it. that there is a, a spinoff, like, like, romantic suspense murder in the tribe oh i feel like that could happen i said it barbarians murder in the tribe See a side <laughs> <laughs> they're like measuring footprints i would be there for that <laughs> yes I want someone to get Ooh. stabbed with an icicle. <laughs> That's what yes, of be. course it's the perfect weapon. <laughs> Except, wait, no, the icicle would never melt, so it's not. The, it would always just be there. <laughs> it wouldn't disappear after a while. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh, I would love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. So we've reached the the sad. Well, the ending part, the sad part for me. Thank you. Yeah. Aaron. It's over. My name is Melody. Melody, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Although, that. no, that is the highest compliment you could give me. So don't cut that. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Melody. And that's the, I'm glad that's the only time I've done it. This whole uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Melody. For um, my absolute pleasure. Yes. I can't even tell you. The moment that you were like, why doesn't this exist in the world? I was like, because Danny needs to make it and I need to be on it. Melody, be guest on podcast. <laughs> we, we also somehow got through a whole episode without your alternative title. Oh my God. <laughs> what is it? Sex Planet Ice Barbarians. Fucking Fuck. you're real good. <laughs> and Marduk and Farley do not disappoint. They live up to the name. <laughs> Ice Planet Sex Barbarians or Sex Planet Ice Barbarians. <laughs> Fucking you real good. That's the only part that matters is the second It's half. true. <laughs> There's a colon in there, listeners. So, you know, just so you have the right punctuation. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yes, thank you again. Where Again, as a reminder, where can people oh, yeah. find Heaving Barbarians? Oh, he- oh my gosh. Heaving Barbarians! <laughs> I've got a full movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He being barbarians. <laughs> oh, this is everything. Oh 
Oh my god. When your episode goes up, I will change the display profile for the Twitter account yes, to read Heaving Barbarian. Yes, please. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can find this little I can make be me business. do that again. I can't I'm do a it. business lady. Here I go. Um, you can find Heaving Bosoms on all the places. <laughs> we have a website called um, HeavingBosoms.com. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at, at Heaving Bosoms. Twitter is at Heaving underscore Bosoms. We have a Facebook page. We also have a Facebook group called the Heaving Bosoms Podcast Geriatric Friendship Cult, which is the happiest place on the internet. And... Um, yeah. Oh, we also have a Patreon that if you want bonus content, I don't know why you would want bonus content if you've never heard me before, because we have like 120 episodes, but it is patreon.com forward slash heating bosoms podcast. And yeah, it's super fun. Yes. Highly recommend. Oh, Oh, and also on all of your podcatchers, like any of them, just search heating bosoms. And if you see two silhouettes of of root reading ladies who are fainting and lying down that's us you found them (laughs) put horns on (laughs) oh i love it well thank you again our next episode is gonna be what is it's barbarian's redemption so it's bex is it next it's next his book is next oh wow they get those slaves real quick don't they they get them super quick who has the connect yeah they do not waste any time and so wow. it's Beck's book next, Barbarian's Redemption, and it's with Jen Reed's romance. <gasps> Jen's going to be the guest? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so exciting. I do have to remind her, but she said she'd do it. Yes. So I'm Ooh, looking forward great. to it. Mm-hmm. So Rock I'm looking on. forward to it. So yes. All right. Thank you again. My pleasure. Hooray. Yay. Bye. Bye. Say bye to the listeners. And then we can stop recording. Bye, listeners. Peace. <laughs> Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.